What is up, people? You are listening into New Generation Hero Talk. I am EJ Stewart. We got a great show lined up for you guys on this episode of New Generation Heroes. So we'll be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's a preview of that movie. We're coming into the weekend where that movie's supposed to drop. Some people have already seen it in terms of the critics, and it is not going good for Marvel. A lot of people not pleased with this Marvel offering. So we'll talk about what that means for Marvel if this is indeed a whack movie. We'll also be talking about the trailer for The Flash, which... Surprising to me, really got a lot of people excited. Not necessarily surprising because of what I saw. What I saw was fire. I'm just surprised that it went off that well and people were that excited. But uh, clearly, Michael Keaton's return in Batman has people excited. Batflix's return has people excited. And then just the plot that they put together seems to have people excited. So we'll talk about the trailer for The Flash. We'll also talk about the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. In some ways, the kind of forgotten trailer this weekend. I'll be honest, I think that is being uh, uh, kind of kind of underserved or kind of underrated uh, i think in many ways that they also marvel also put out a really good trailer for guardians and no one's really talking about it probably because of all the conversation regarding the flash and now the controversy regarding the release of ant-man the wasp so um so we have that and then we'll also talk about the future of marvel you know not just you know with what's going on with the conversation regarding ant-man the wasp and what that means for marvel moving forward but kevin feige because it is premiere week has been speaking a lot about what's going to be happening for Marvel coming down the pipe. He did give us some interesting details to talk about, so we'll mention all of those on this episode. Should be a great one. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, have you recovered from the Super Bowl hangover? Are you all good now? There's a lot going on, not just in sports, but in the superhero landscape. It was a big evening. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. Uh, it was a lot going on. Um, yeah, recovered from the Eagles' loss. For those of you out there that. Uh, that are, are, you know, know about the, the uh, know about, uh, I'm sure everyone out there knows about the Super Bowl, but, um, uh, but yeah, the Eagles lost and I'm in the Philly area. So people here are taking it hard and the beautiful day out of here as well, which made it even harder. Uh, people <laughs> wanting to parade and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. You know, just, just recovering. Uh, we, we got a lot of hero, hero stuff to talk about, of course. So, um, we got plenty of content and I'm looking forward to getting into it. Yep, absolutely. And Kendall's on the podcast as well. Kendall, a lot to talk about in this episode. Should be a good one. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a big one, man. You know, uh, by the time a lot of you are listening to this, you know, you may have plans to see Ant-Man or you may have seen Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, I know I'll be seeing it for the next day or two. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to talk about the uh, reactions, uh, the initial reactions to this movie. Uh, and like Shamari said, Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl is not only a big week for, you know, new generation sports talk, but it's always a big week for new generation hero talk. You know, oddly enough, yeah. it's, it's a sporting event, but, uh, you know, it marks, uh, you know, a big sort of, uh, you know, you know, benchmark or checkpoint in the in the superhero movie calendar so um with that came trailers for both marvel's guardian of the galaxy and dc's the flash so uh yeah excited to talk about those two um should be fun yeah let's get to it man so let's talk about uh first ant-man and the wasp so marvel has lofty expectations for its ant-man threequel quantum mania we heard producers talking about how this movie is akin to civil war in terms of how they're treating it with the importance and the uh, large scale of the film 
And there were a lot of uh, people excited about what this was going to be. We know it was the uh, first venture into our, uh, our our clear look at Kang the Conqueror and uh, potentially maybe other tea leads that may be dropped in terms of where Marvel's heading as they begin Phase 5 here. And as it stands today, as we record on a Wednesday evening, um, things are not looking good in terms of uh, how the critics are responding to Ant-Man and the Wasp. As we record, Ant-Man and the Wasp has a 51% Rotten Tomatoes score, which almost doesn't even look real when you think about like the scores you're typically used to seeing from Marvel. Even the lower scored uh, movies tend to do pretty well, where they're in the low, maybe mid sixties, low sixty, maybe even uh, mid to low seventies. Uh, this is already at fifty one before the, the people have even seen it. So uh, this may end up being a real dud for Marvel potentially. Critics are expressing a lot of frustration with the plot of this film, saying that it's all over the place. A lot of concerns about the special effects, which in some ways seem like they've been a hit or miss in a lot of different scenes. And almost everybody universities complain about Modoc's addition to this film. His look, his story arc, just apparently people are saying has not worked. Um, again, we're not, this is not a spoiler conversation. I don't know anything really about this film other than some of these uh, reactions I've seen because I'm not trying to get spoiled. So we're not going to spoil anything for you guys. I don't think any of us know what's happening in this film, but we do know that the response has not been good. Um, yet still people have been impressed with the performance of Kang the Conqueror, uh, or forms of Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror in his debut. So maybe there's some, some little slither of hope to take away from that, but otherwise very, very mixed bag to even maybe just bad bag in terms of how people are taking, quantum mania so i'll toss this to sham first just on a basic level are you surprised by the poor reception ant-man has received so far um i mean just on a on a basic level um so i would have to say no for several reasons uh first of all um i mean just to be honest it's ant-man you know it's it's i mean that's I don't think people would have been really too surprised if the first movie bombed like this, you know, because that man, you know, I mean, he's the Avenger that kind of no one that no one really kind of cares about. Um, so in that sense, I mean, it's so just in that just in that very general sense, I'm not coming into I, I wouldn't be coming into this movie expecting it to be like a hit from that perspective necessarily. Um it, even even though Jonathan Majors seems to be very good, which is very is very encouraging, um, but I mean he can't like carry the movie like the rest of the movie, the rest of the characters and everyone needs to care about the rest of the cast and the rest of the story. And if it's not people don't care about it, then they don't care about it. Um, I also feel like Marvel has not been as we I see I, as I feel like we see every week now. Marvel hasn't has, has not been hidden. Marvel hasn't been hidden lately. People are like, okay, when is Marvel going to get, when are they going to come out with a banger, a certified banger? People aren't just going to watch a Marvel movie and say, oh, it's great. You know, they're going to go and expect like some kind of quality, like a quality story, good effects, you know, and, and, um, you know, and all of that. And if, if, and if they're not, they don't get it, you know, people are just the, the allure Marvel just isn't it just isn't what it was now which I think is bleeding into the the critics as well you know I think it's starting to color similar to how and look I'll be honest I'm not gonna stop saying it similar to how I think the critics were colored by Venom 
and whatever the fan reaction was to Venom, you know, and now then all of a sudden Venom 2 and whatever other Venom sequel that comes out is probably going to get a positive rating because mm. people seem to like Venom, even though the movies are just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, Venom versus Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's going to get a great rating because people want to see Venom. You know, regardless of what, how, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the director decides to do with the movie. It's, I feel like the same thing here. You know, if Marvel doesn't come out with something that is a certified banger, it's just not going to hit the same. It's not going to hit the same with fans. I don't think, I, I now I don't think it's going to hit the same with critics. I think critics are just, they're not, they're just going to give that Disney Marvel benefit of the doubt that they always gave. I think they're done with it. They're like, listen, Marvel come out with a very good movie. Or we're going to be brutally honest about right. what we thought worked and what we thought just didn't work. And I think that's what they're doing. So, I, so I'm so i going to go into it in just open mind, right? I, it could be a good movie. It could be, you know, not a great movie. But I don't. I wouldn't take these reviews as, like, gospel. But just, like, you know, it's not – It's not. it doesn't – wouldn't seem to be a certified banger. So you got to come in and just, just, you know, expect what – you know, just come up with an open mind. Yeah, I mean, Kendall, I think Shamari, <clears throat> I think said it best that, you know, there's an expectation that Marvel has not been re- reaching recently that perhaps doesn't make this as shocking. Still, for me, I think because there was this feeling, there was this feeling that because Phase 4 was so much of Marvel introducing new characters and so much of it was, you know, making a more contained story, that there was a feeling that, okay, this is... Maybe Marvel getting back in their bag of the larger scale story, the introducing more characters, uh, stories. In some ways, I think people were excited that it was kind of going to be a diversion from what, you know, Shamar was referring to with Marvel struggling through phase four for some people. So that's why I guess I'm surprised because, you know, and I've seen some people going back and forth about this. I can't wait to watch this movie. Like, <laughs> I'm one of those weird people where, like, some people see, like, a, a people, you know, poor reviews or mixed reviews and, like, it makes people not want to watch it. Like, sometimes that happens for me. But in this case, like, I'm actually more interested to watch Quantum Mania now because the conversation has been interesting because some of this conversation has been hedged solely, almost solely on, well, you know, we just tired of superhero movies and superhero fatigue. And I hear that, I'm like, all right, well, that doesn't really sound like a, criti- a critique of this movie. That just sounds like a critique of superhero movies in general. Are you saying that this movie wasn't executed well because of things they did? Or you're saying just this genre doesn't move you anymore and you're not interested in seeing movies like this? That seems to be a, a critique that Marvel really can't control. So I'm a little fascinated by it. But this the backlash has been just surprising just because we, we know what Marvel has been for a lot of people and you know there's been this you know if you talk to fans of dc particularly jack snyder fans there's been this like conspiracy that people think that the critics are in Mar- marvel's in the critics pockets or vice versa whatever marvel has the critics in their in their pocket you know and that didn't sound like the case here i mean it seems like they're just obliterated by the critics here so i was surprised a little bit what do you think Kendall? i mean look i i will say i mean i mean we just heard i mean we know i mean shamari is in the pockets of, Mar- of Marvel and Disney, <laughs> uh, Lucasfilm, and he just, you know, gave, a, gave us gaming. No, um, shoot, if only. Yeah, if and, 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 and Warner Brothers, <laughs> Paramount, and Star Trek and Star Wars. No, um, yeah, no, I, surprised. So, look, I agree with what Shamari said in the in the grand scheme of like, obviously, would I be more surprised if? Ant-Man was 
was uh, worse reviewed than say uh, Spider Man? Yes. Or uh, I'd be I'd be less surprised. I, I, it's I'd be, I would not be surprised if that were the case. Um, but it is surprising, and it's also not surprising in the sense that yes, Marvel. Uh, we've we've had the ongoing conversation on this show and uh, outside of the show, other people have had the conversation of Marvel's quality has it dipped, whether it be CGI related, whether it be story related, whether it be just the 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 generating buzz and hype. What what what's the cause of that? Um, so from those perspectives, I'm not surprised. The reason I would say I'm surprised is while it is Ant Man, I mean Ant Man one got an 83 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ant-Man 2 got an 87%. And, I mean, I didn't think either movie was spectacular, but that was the Marvel standard. That I even can't, a can't movie that you look at and say... Can you be 100 y'all? Uh, a quick anecdote? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't know when I'm going to watch this movie. I was going to watch it tomorrow, but I don't know. My schedule might not allow it, so we'll see how it goes. But, I don't I, you know. I wanted to watch Ant-Man because I hadn't seen Ant-Man in a while since I was about to watch a new Ant-Man movie. And I don't know if it was because the lunch I had. I did have some poke and, and some rice or whatever. I fell asleep during that joint. <laughs> <laughs> I fell, man. I fell asleep, right. man. I fell asleep right around the time Ant Man got his suit. I was out. I was like, man. So yeah. I don't know. So I don't. And that, that those are movies that were well received. So I don't know if that's maybe right. saying that those movies weren't as lit as we thought they were at the time, or maybe is there fatigue? Maybe we're. Just, maybe I'm just not as impressed with this stuff anymore. I don't know. I, but that that is something to right. be noted. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing. I, I mean, even at the time, like, I don't think anybody was saying like this is a groundbreaking film. It was just like this is a cool Marvel movie. You know, sets up a character that you know we've wanted to see, and we're excited to see how he connects to the larger MCU and this and that and the other thing. But uh, like the Marvel standard of uh, what was a, I would say it was a above average Marvel movie. Both Ant Man one and two, above average to good, however you want to phrase it, uh, was eighty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. If you were to, like Ant Man and the Wasp being at a fifty one, I don't know if it's being graded on a little bit of a curve. You know, we've talked about it. Movies ten years ago are, are rated differently on Rotten Tomatoes, and movies that are coming out now it's a different, it's a, just a different climate when it comes to the uh, critic. You know. You know, industry um, and just the Rotten Tomatoes formula just feels like it's a little more weighted. Uh, it's weighted differently than it would than it, than it was at that time. Uh, but Ant Man didn't come out ten years ago, you know. Uh, and Wasp certainly didn't come out ten years ago. Rotten Tomatoes was very much in its prime when Ant Man Wasp came out, and, and it came out to an eighty-seven yeah. percent uh, critic rating. So you know, can't really blame it. It's not like it was Thor. You know, or something that came out pre Rotten Tomatoes era, or pre, you know, critic aggregate, you know, score, critic review score aggregation. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of how it affects this movie, or how you know the the perception going into it, the feelings going into it. I mean, I am a little surprised just off the just based off what we saw from the trailers. Like, I would have thought that this was going to be a solid movie. Again, that's a not a high bar to reach. Like. To say it's going to be as good as Captain Marvel or to say it's going to be as good as Ant-Man 1 or to say it's, it's going to be as good as, uh, you know, Thor, Love and Thunder. Like, none of those, none of those bars are that high to, to, to climb. Um, and right now, apparently, it's pretty far from those movies, um, which is, is hard to believe. But 
I will throw out the caveat. Uh, you know, I didn't love the movie as much, but you know, the only movie that it is higher than currently is Eternals, and you guys both enjoyed it. Um, I liked Eternals. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You guys yeah, both liked, liked Eternals, and it's it's at a forty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's not to say that there's zero chance we're gonna like this movie. I mean, there's plenty of DC movies uh, that I that I enjoyed that aren't sitting at the highest Rotten Tomato score right now uh, that maybe I enjoyed better than some of these Marvel movies that we've talked about that, you know, are at 70-something percent or 87 percent. So um, that's the, the constant disclaimer whenever you talk about Rotten Tomatoes, uh, especially for scores that are a little more volatile in that, you know, 50s, 60s range. But, but no, nah, yeah, this yeah. is a bit of a, of a surprise. Uh, you know, we go into it, you know, try to have an open mind, like Shamari said, uh, but, but yeah, no, this is, this is a, a wild thing, but what do you, what do you think, EJ? Yeah. And it's funny when we talk about, you know, the, the, the previous Ant-Man movies and, and Rotten Tomato scores, as you know, it's important to remember that, you know, a 51% score on Rotten Tomato isn't essentially that, you know, people get, came together and the score was 51 turns out of a hundred or whatever, or five out of 10. It all, it means that 51% of critics who watch this movie like this movie. Um, so some people may think this is a 10 out of 10. Like, I've seen reactions where people have loved this film. And they think that it's zany, it's weird, and they actually like the zaniness about it. Um, there's some people that think that it's too all over the place. Um, and I mentioned the stuff with the sloppy uh, uh, special effects that a lot of people have, have, have noted. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's 51%. That doesn't mean it's 5 out of 10. It just means that half the people liked it. Some of them love it. Uh, and half of them didn't like. Some of them maybe just think it's okay. Some maybe some some of them may think it's terrible. You know, so in terms of kind of just where where this leaves Marvel, I and mean, again, I'm curious how I'll feel about it. But this, this, I mean, the verdict to me is in. This, this is not a well received movie. I don't. I mean, I will be curious. I think I, I only, only reason why I pause to say that is because of what happened with Venom. Like Venom kind of changed the game for me. I think when it comes to how we kind of like view superhero movies, because that was a movie that was just. The critics were trying to get Venom out of here, and the fans weren't having it. The fans really backed that movie, and they really enjoyed the movie, and they got us a sequel because of it. So, I want to, I want to hold, and that's a movie that I couldn't stand. So, I want to hold saying that this is a just, this is a, you know, I don't want to use the word flop because I don't know what the box score, score box uh, office score can be, but it certainly is a critical flop. It seems like I'm, am curious when the fans and the whole, you know, large masses get to see it how this changes things because again there have been times where it's gone the other way where i feel like you know the the critics were trying to tell us that um other movies were really good and fans did not want to hear it like i think that the critics tried to sell thor love and thunder and i think fans saw it and said what what are they selling us this is there's a lot of issues with this film and i feel like you saw that 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 rotten tomatoes score come down real fast once the actual you know full release came out more people got to review it so and that's happened a couple times with some movies that marvel has done where the critics come on say oh this is really good and the fans come on and say really this is the movie y'all said was excellent and then you know all of a sudden the score corrects itself you almost never see a score correct itself in regards to the critics all of a sudden liking the movie and this these uh scores going up but i will be curious to see if the fans back this movie more than the critics is the reason why i think there's a chance that could happen is because the people that i've seen like this seem to suggest that uh, Loveness, the guy who wrote this script, really seems to have a good idea of what like comic book 
stories are like in many ways i've said i've heard that this story reads and writes very much like a comic book story so i wonder if people who are like diehard superhero fans will say this is great kind of like in many ways like black adam was panned by the critics and like i I don't know if i don't remember if, if all of us were on the podcast but i remember i remember what i said i said this movie like is it perfect no but like it was entertaining to me to me it, it was like watching like a direct to dvd dc movie like and i like those movies like, those movies are good like it's not the most perfect you know film uh a live action film and there's a lot there's some issues for sure but like this was like a lot of characters like there's a lot of cool things they were introducing like i enjoyed myself in the movie theater watching this and you know maybe for someone who doesn't necessarily love superheroes like that this movie won't won't resonate with them and that's kind of why i go back to that fatigue thing that i keep hearing come up when it, when, when i hear these critiques with this movie because that shouldn't be a critique of any movie saying you're, you're tired of a, a genre isn't an actual critique a, a critique is hey the acting here was bad the writing here was bad the pacing was bad this special effects is bad which again there are people who are saying all those things about this film but there are a lot of people that seem to be kind of centering their criticism on just superhero fatigue which that does not that does not register as a actual critique so uh i'm very curious about that but the one thing i want to ask you kendall and uh, how much would quantum mania be a being a dud hurt phase five moving forward because like i said there's a lot of expectations for this film if this ends up truly like the fans that i'm seeing they saying wow that was just not good and they kind of tend to agree with what the critics said how much of the win would be taken out of the sales of marvel heading into phase five if that is indeed the case Um, well, so yeah, let's just operate as if this movie is what it is right now around tomatoes. It's a fact. It's a mixed, mixed bag. We don't know how the audience will receive it, which is a big part of it, but just critically speaking, it's, it's, it's very much a mixed bag. Uh, it has not been well received. Um, same way Eternals was not well received. Um, that is, it's not obviously like, you want every movie to be a success for Marvel, but I think that this is especially a bad time because I think Marvel took a risk on this movie. Uh, we've talked about where Marvel is at in their sort of uh, in, in in their journey and just their the, the phases and the stages and which Marvel is at and how they 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 needed this to be a big movie and or they just need a big movie in general and. While Ant-Man in the, on the surface doesn't feel like the kind of franchise and IP that's going to be a, a slam dunk for Marvel, an easy layup that's going to just get you, uh, get the get the ball rolling, see the ball go bit, go in the hoop and get some good movies to keep continue to turn out, good projects to continue to turn out uh, and have success, that I think Marvel thought that, you know, this was going to catch people by surprise with how gripping and how... Uh, intense this movie was going to be uh and i mean i don't know maybe they they, that could be what they're going for but for whatever reason it has not been as well received as you would have hoped and so when marvel's in a situation where they needed to get on base they needed to get a double and you know they they went a little risky and i'm not saying like yeah you can have an avengers movie come out every year you can't have a spider-man movie come out every year Mm -hmm. but you know, they intentionally, you know, did it this way where, you know, we've got, you know, Ant-Man coming out and then we've got 
uh, Guardians coming out, and you know we've got the Marvels coming out, and you know we got Secret Invasion somewhere in there coming out on Disney Plus. Like the the only slam dunk that I see on the that I see somewhere in the vicinity right now, like and it's not Marvel Studios, it's, it's into the Spider Verse or, or you know across the Spider Verse. And I mean, I was gonna say Deadpool, but. Like even that doesn't. Yeah, Deadpool. Feel. That's 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 that doesn't a long even, doesn't time even... from now. When is that? I mean, we don't have Remember? a date. Uh, do we have a date for that? Technically, yeah, we're we're hoping that comes out this year, but I don't know. Maybe it doesn't come out this year. I don't. I don't oh, know. No, not, a, oh, oh, no, not. Oh, you talking about this year? You talking about this year? My bad. No, I thought you talking about just in the in the next right. year. Yeah, no. Well, no, yeah, Deadpool is next year. Whenever. Like, what's the next? Yeah, Deadpool is next year. Like, what? Yeah. You know, I don't know what November, the next November twenty twenty four. Yeah, November twenty four. Um. You know, I mean, uh, Fantastic Four, I don't know if Fantastic Four is going to be good. We know nothing about the movie. But just like whenever that comes out, you'd expect that'll be uh, that sort of really big deal and kind of tentpole movie. But like, again, they've been kicking the can on that stuff, saying, oh, we'll be fine. We'll just we'll 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 give him we'll give him Ant-Man and we'll give him Guardians (laughs) and we'll give him the Marvels and they won't complain. And like, you know, uh, if this movie isn't good, people are going to people are going to be quiet. They're gonna be like, uh, well, so we got this movie, and then we got a Guardians movie where the director is checked out. He's making DC movies, right. and all the all the cast is like, hey, we don't want to come back. Like, and then after that, we got the Marvels where people are more excited about like the side characters than they are the main character. Like, Secret Invasion is the only one that right now is like, you know, the 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 people are really really excited for, and even that's like that's streaming. Yeah, streaming, and it's not going to be as big of a deal as the comic was. You know, it's not going to be on as big of a scale, I should say, as the comic was. Um, and we've got What If season two, and we've got Loki season two coming out. You know, we're banking on a lot of stuff that. Which, what's the excitement for Loki season two going to be if this isn't good? Ant-Man. Right, like, how, this, this was that, supposed to be tied into that. You know. Yeah, like does that affect this at all? So, yeah. Does that does this affect that at all? So. I think it's a, I think it's a big loss, and it, it, it was a risk. I thought it was going to be good, so I didn't think they'd have to worry about this. But if you're telling me it's not that it's not good, but that you tell me that it's not a slam dunk, well, yeah, Marvel's in big trouble now because I don't see I don't see where you get it's like it's like it's like in basketball or or, or, or in any sport. Really. I don't see where we're getting our points from. You know, like yeah, the guy that's averaging twenty points per game, Captain America, like he's not playing. We ain't gonna see Captain America for a year. We're not gonna see the Thunderbolts for a while. Like that's what we're gonna be banking on is like those guys. But at a certain point, though, like we gotta be honest, though, Kendall. Like, and Shannon, we could jump in before we move on. Like, I I feel like we've been Mm -hmm. saying like, oh, wait till we get to this movie for a while now. Like after a certain point, it was wait till we get to Spider Man, and Spider Man delivered. That was good. Now that is a partially Sony produced movie, but nonetheless, it's in the MCU. Okay, fine. But then for a while, it was like, well, let's just get to. Black Panther. Doctor Strange. And it's like, oh, yeah, first of all, it's Doctor Strange. It's like, okay, well, let's just get to Black Panther. <laughs> right. And it's like, well, let's just get to Ant-Man. Like, at a certain point, <laughs> we just saying what... And, like, some of these movies were really good. Like, you know, Black Panther, I think we all really liked. And Avengers of Bass got an Oscar nomination. The movie does have its critics as well. But, like, it's just... Like, we keep saying, well, the next movie maybe will be the next one. Like, I, I just gotta... I have to stop saying that. I, I can't I can't say anymore. Yeah, can't. Oh, like... Mm-hmm. Well, let's just wait till we get to the Marvels, or let's just wait till we get to Captain America: New World Order. Like, I like, I gotta just watch and, these movies. And EJ, 
Yeah. But EJ, we've been saying we've been saying for months we just want to get to the, the, the mutants. Where are the mutants at? Right. And Where's that's Reed Richards at. And that's why I want to talk to you, Sharon, real quick before we move on, because to me, Kendall mentioned, I think, a good analogy that, you know, like we don't have our twenty point scorers. Like, you know, like you know, yo, dude, those two guys that left just uh, you know, those are two leading scorers from last season. <laughs> like from yeah, Coach Carter. Coach like Carter. that's how it, that's how it feels a little <laughs> right. bit. And I'm looking at this and I'm wondering with Ant Man and kind of seeing what's on the slate, maybe just Marvel just isn't using compelling characters. Like, like you said, like, think about Certainly. it. Like, yeah. you know, like, okay, Black Panther, again, we all like the movie, and, but you're using a, a non-to-child Black Panther. So that's going to put yeah, you, you got, a little behind. You're, 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 you're in a bind, yeah. That's already you're, right, you're, you're right. So you say you're, you're, so you're behind the eight ball with that. Um, Ant-Man, like you mentioned, Sham, not a main Avenger at all. Um, Doctor Strange, good character. We love him, but more of like, okay, you got to love Marvel to really you know, have the appreciation. They took a massive Strange. risk. With the movie and, you know, didn't wasn't the slam dunk that they yeah, got hooked risk, on that. Yeah, Guardi- Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, definitely oddball characters, not top-of-the-notch Marvel-type characters. Like, we don't have an Iron Man movie. We don't have... we They did use Thor, so there's one. That movie, they, they made a comedy. Like, they decided to just say, we're just going to make this yeah. comedy and make this not serious. Let some kids fight the bad guy at the end. And, like, you know, like... like It's almost like they, they were very unserious with how they made that film. So, like... Yeah sometimes you just look at the, the roster they're dealing with and it's like they might have just run out of stories with like these people like they and like it, you know they would be like at certain like at a certain point like if marvel comics decided we were gonna just gonna go 10 15 years without ever using x-men which they kind of did um <laughs> more or less right, right. uh but like but like we're gonna use no x-men and no fantastic four like and no as, iron man or captain america and, and, and iron man captain america off the board like they would struggle. Like people who read Iron Man Marvel comics would be like, uh, "I mean, this, we, this stuff is okay, but like, you know, we're really missing some big characters here." Did any like, did anybody like that Avengers show that didn't have Iron Man, Captain right, America, that or terrible Thor? Fox cartoon Avengers from like the early two thousands that <laughs> right. where Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor were special guest characters, not actual characters. The main team was Hawkeye and Vision and uh, Scarlet Witch. Like, but Sham, that's how it, how it feels. It's like. They 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 got to they got to get these characters in here. Like I know the Fantastic Four is coming, but like I, I do, and we'll talk about them towards the end of the show here. But to me, this is seeing this reaction and kind of seeing what we've been dealing with recently. You know, it almost kind of feels like where DC was, where it's like you know, like they don't have a Superman that's <laughs> that's doing anything. A lot of their characters are more the ancillary characters that are going over. Like they they eventually you need your your top guns to carry you, and Spider Man can only do so much. And you don't even have yeah. full control over him. Yeah, I mean, Marvel is low-key on life support, man. I'm going to keep it real, okay? Yeah. Marvel is low-key on life support. You know, they're bleeding out. They just... I, and I'm talking just in terms of, like, just just like buzz. Like, right. any kind of positive, hype. like, hype, steady, positive buzz regarding Marvel. They're on life support. Even people that are like diehard Marvel people have been like, "Oh, I like this one. I didn't like that one." It's very mixed. Like before, before it was like it was like they would surprise you with a banger just out of nowhere, just a movie you were just kind of sort of looking forward to. It was like amazing. Yeah, like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Yeah, and then now it's like you're just hoping that one of these movies is like um, is like really good, and it's like that's. 
you're not gonna you're not gonna sustain a, a franchise and just sustain a fan base with something like that. Like it's getting to the point where uh, one will they how will will Marvel have any momentum going into Fantastic Four or Mutants or even the next Avengers movie? And two, do I have faith in them to even make those properties good? Right. Yeah, like that, that becomes a talk about it. It, it. It's gonna get to that point where. Are people gonna? But if at that point, if Mar the Marvels is trash, if like some of these other things are trying to make is like kind of whack or kind of like mid, and it's like, are people gonna be like, oh, I'm so excited for Fantastic Four? It's like, I mean, am I excited for it though? Like, do I think uh, they just killed off the other Reed Richards that everyone wanted to troll, just to troll the fans, and now they want to yeah. put out like these mid projects that no one really cares about? And then just expect people to just flock to the theaters to see this thing when you're not making good movies. And then, and look, I'm going to keep saying it to this too. And DC keeps trying to come out with these bangers like the Batman and then the Batman sequel and this Joker sequel that people are flipping out about over one photo that just came out. Yeah. Like, if those are bangers, Marvel's on live support. Like It feels just, like, it's, I mean, I'll be honest, guys. It feels like... Uh... <laughs> It's still a line from the rock. It feels like the hierarchy of superhero movies is just. <laughs> that's what it feels like. It's shifting. It's shifting. Nah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it, that's uh, what it feels like. True. It feels like the, there's a lot of excitement. You no, know, don't don't think about any of those Zack Snyder losers that are only people upset about what's going on at DC. There's a lot of excitement about the the where DC is going. There's a lot of buzz and and where Marvel is, and it's crazy because uh, if I would have told you this during Comic Con, I would have said that this is crazy. We're having this conversation. Because DC was doing nothing, and Marvel was giving you two Avenger movies and two slates, like it just looked like this was a runaway. And man, things have changed. Uh, man, things have hey, changed. And yeah, go I, ahead, Kendall. I, yeah, I just the the thing about it, man, is that I think Marvel got cocky because we talked about the old success that they had not that long ago. You know, dating back to the last three, four. You know, that Endgame. You know, culminating with Endgame last five years or so, um, and I think they looked at it and they said they made that deal with Fox. But I think I don't, and look, we don't know what's in the contract. We don't know if they couldn't use Fantastic Four. We don't know if they couldn't use the X Men. I mean, that's been speculated. I don't know, but I think that they they got cocky in the sense that yeah, they're like yeah, Downey. We're not going to use Downey. We're not going to use Evans. We don't need him. You know, we got we got. Uh, Black Widow, we've got Falcon, we've got the Winter Soldier, we've got Wanda, we got Ant Man, like and yes, these are all characters that people liked in their roles. These are all people these are all characters that people liked in general. But Marvel has always still been had like they they've always still had those projects that were stewing in the background that you could always say, like Man, when we when that comes out, that's gonna be crazy. Or when we start, when we you know when we see something from that, that's gonna be crazy. And right now, there's not anything that we've seen an ounce of that people are like losing their minds over. Like, I think when I think I think the next thing will be Captain America: New World Order. I think when we start to see stuff from that, you know, we start to you know if we see a Red Hulk and we see. Uh, you know, some of the other stuff that's been thrown out there, the leader, you know, all those different I think that'll get people excited to a certain degree. But 
I think they got cocky with all these different characters that they that, and then I think they felt like we don't we don't need to waste. You know, we'll, we'll keep that you know as, a, as an emergency. <laughs> Break glass in case of emergency. Yeah, let's bring out the X Men. Yeah, let's bring out Fantastic Four. But we kick the can down the road, make sure we get it right. They didn't have the sense of urgency that like, man, if we don't if we don't have Captain America, or or we don't have Steve Rogers, or we don't have Iron Man. Man, and we don't have T'Challa, you know, obviously, which they didn't plan for, but we don't have T'Challa. Like, we've got to, we got to have a sense of urgency on, like, you know, bringing in characters that, uh, that, that, that people are going to be all in on as, as the faces. And you can't just, you can't just burn Spider Man, you know, every, and they gotta give every us, five and they gotta minutes. Give us, to, and they got to give us worthwhile stories that you got to watch, you know? Like, you can't just be all these movies you can just right. skip or exactly. just forgettable stories, like, Make me have to watch this Eternals movie. And not because, oh, we're yeah. going to do something in another movie four years later that's going to be important because the adamantium is going to come from that, that crazy head that's out yeah, in, the, in the North start, Like, make those yeah, movies important. Retroactively, yeah, you, you start retroactively adding stuff. Like, oh, remember the Ten Rings in that movie? Like, yeah, it's connected to Shang-Chi. Like, like, make those Ten Rings important in Shang-Chi. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Like, yeah, like, or make, make, in Iron Man three, yeah, yeah, or, or or make sure those things were important in Iron Man three when you first introduced it. Like, like, like that's the problem I think is that these stories, and that's what's scary about this. Now, I don't, I haven't seen it, but like, it's, you know, this was supposed to be that. This was supposed to be a story that's very important to the future of where Marvel is going, and for the reception to be that poor is is tough. Shamari, Shamari makes a good point. Last point where you know he talks about. Like how good are how good is Fantastic Four going to be? Well, the other thing that people that's been almost as big in terms of excitement and hype besides the debut of the Fantastic Four, the debut of the X Men is going to be was man, we're getting Daredevil back, and we've seen Daredevil now twice, and and we've seen Kingpin, and so that's three different times we've seen that universe, and people kind of left. Been like okay, that's it. Yeah, and that that's a red flag. It's not like people hated it. It's not like people aren't excited for the Daredevil Born Again series. I'm still very excited for that, and we've heard good things. But you know, I mean, it does does bring pause to that. Um, and then you also don't like to hear again. I'm not. I've stayed away from the Ant Man stuff. I don't know anything about the movie, but. This is a movie that we expect not only to connect to something like Loki season two, but we expect it to connect heavily with Avengers King Dynasty. I mean, the villains in the name of the next Avengers movie and, we'll, you know, probably connect to Avengers Secret Wars, which is the part two of that movie, probably like and, you know, people have wanted to see like the young Avengers and all these different things. And I haven't, I mean, again, I've stayed away from stuff, but like. When you see these poor reviews, it doesn't sound like people would be like that or that excited for whatever's coming next. It's not like I haven't seen anybody. Man, I can't wait to see what Marvel's got cooking. <laughs> got cooking with these characters. Like it's a red flag, man. And I don't want to. You know, I don't blame Catherine Newton for for what's for what's happened. But you know, for what happened. But you know, when you start recasting characters out of the blue and. <laughs> And it's not working, you know. That's that could be. That's another thing that just feels like bad karma, you know, by for Marvel's part. Yep. And um, we will be talking more about the future of Marvel, but I do want to get in this uh, Flash trailer because 
DC uh, gave us our first view of the Flash, and it had the whole world buzzing. It is already the most viewed trailer to debut on Super Bowl Sunday since 2018. So this had a massive reach. The trailer features not only our first look at Michael Keaton's return as Batman, we also see Ben Affleck Batman, Sasha Kaye Supergirl, and the surprising return of Michael Shannon as General Zod. One of those things that, wow, you talk about a surprise in the trailer. Like, how many of these things get leaked? How many of these things get out where this person is going to be in this role and you're not, you're actually coming, you're, you're actually surprised to see something in the trailer? I was stunned when I saw General Zod. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And a story that, that you know, certainly seems definitely. Uh, lean heavily on Flashpoint. We understand this was supposed to be a Flashpoint movie way, way, way back in its first iterations with multiple writers and multiple directors. Um, now landing with Andy Muschietti writing this, uh, or, or I think he wrote this movie. He definitely is the director of this movie. Um, but this trailer was epic. I, I, I thought this trailer was fantastic. Um, uh, the effects looked great. The story looked dramatic. Um, the return of I me, mean, Mike Keaton is Batman. He looks great, by the way. Uh, looks like he has an AIDS a day uh, under the cowl, which probably helps him that he's wearing a cowl, obviously. But there was uh, a lot to like in this trailer, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Sham, uh, what did you make of the uh, Flash trailer that dropped on Super Bowl Sunday? Um, I thought it was a solid trailer. Um, and, I mean, look, I don't like... And I'll just keep saying, I don't like that Ezra Miller is leading this project. I think Warner Brothers still has not handled this, this situation well. And, and um, you know, I just, just to make this very clear, I, 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 you know, generally want there to be consequences for people's actions. And I think Ezra Miller has not faced any consequences really for his, or, or their, con- their actions. Right. And it is, uh, I don't support that. Um, but the trailer looks good. You know, I mean, I, you know, it is what it is. The trailer looks good. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, to seeing how this movie is. Supergirl looks great. Very excited for that. Um, the Batman action looks, looks good. Um, Ezra Miller as the Flash looks good. The new suit is is even better than I would have expected. The new Flash suit is that's yeah, it looks better in live action. That thing yeah, that's good. an A plus suit. That's that that rivals a lot of Marvel's better suits. That's an A plus Flash suit, um, even with the effects and everything. Um, and yeah, I mean it's 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 a good trailer. It looks like. It looks like it could be a good movie. I I, I certainly can't say it looks like what you know what Gunn is talking about, where he's talking about his, his favorite superhero movie or best superhero movie of all time. Whatever, all the stuff he was saying, I I definitely couldn't say anything like that based on the trailer. But it was a solid trailer. You know, I, it definitely got it's a couple of rewatches from me, and um, you know, it's definitely something I'm, I'm you know I'm looking forward to seeing and you know gonna see it and. And we'll talk about it, but uh, but yeah, it's getting a lot of buzz, and it kind of connects to what we were just talking about. DC getting get, get, getting a lot of buzz. If this movie is a hit, you know, like you like you guys pointed out, things are changing. Yeah, I mean, Kendall, I don't know where where you stood with this trailer. Um, like Shamari mentioned, the costume. First of all, shout outs to uh, Yellow Lightning. Some, some sometimes there's just small things that happen that you like. Uh, 
that you know things that have changed and like you know one of the things that I did not like about the uh, yeah very uh, basic Zach, Zack Snyder you know movies was that you know Flash's lightning was blue like it just didn't make any sense to me that <laughs> his, his lightning matches you know the colors of his costume now like just small things like that work but uh, I, I I really dug what I saw from this what did you, what did you make of it Kendall. Yeah, no. Uh I thought that this was a uh those very interesting trailer. Um you know, I thought the hype around it was mostly warranted. Uh I mean, my first reaction, I'll get it out the way. Um You see how many people were excited about Michael Keaton being in this movie? You know, you see how many yeah. people maybe they didn't even know, you know, watching the Super Bowl like, "Wait, Michael Keaton's Batman again?" And, you know, this guy, James Gunn, had the nerve to axe a Batman Beyond Michael Keaton movie, man. So, just had to get that out the way. Yeah, bad decision. I'm not yeah. calling anybody clowns on this show, but uh, bad decision. Yeah, bad decision. <laughs> but, back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that this was a very good trailer. Um, yeah, no, I thought, you know... Uh, I mean, it, it's definitely weird seeing Ezra Miller in this role, uh, but um, you know, I, uh, the movie in general uh, does look interesting. Um, you know, that definitely a lot of topic of conversation as well. There's a lot of people kind of su- surprised about that, like, "Wow, Ezra Miller." Um, but other than you know the sort of awkwardness around that situation. Um, I mean, I thought that, uh, I thought overall, um, I thought they handled the multiverse part of it well because it's very clear, uh, what's going on. Like, yeah. it's not clear, like, but it's, it's not clear where you like, where, like, like, know what the story, like, we know everything's going to happen, but it's clear that, yeah, like, yeah. okay, he's going Something's different off. worlds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. Something's off. Like, we've got multiple Batman. We got a, you know, you know Supergirl. Uh, you know, like so clearly something's off, and that that's that's harped on in this trailer. Um, you know, I I mean, it just looks cool for a Flash movie. Like, it doesn't necessarily look like a Flash movie. Um, but it, it it does look really interesting. I mean, I'm curious. Uh, there's a part of me that's like, you know, not only my loyal. To uh, there's gonna be not only not necessarily me, but there are gonna be people that are loyal to the old DCEU. But you know, I mean, I'm a fan of Grant Gustin's Flash, so like seeing a full-on Flash story is not something that is uh, typical. Uh, that's not Grant Gustin for me, uh, so that'll be something that I'm getting used to. Uh, yeah, but uh, but that'll be cool. You know, it'll be interesting to see how that is executed versus you know what we've seen from the CW. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm just I'm curious to see how this multiverse thing. I think that'll be the big question. I think there are a lot of people that saw that trailer and were like, "Great, another multiverse movie." As as interesting as it may have looked, like it's been it was the theme of yesterday. I don't know if it's the theme necessarily of today. You know, Marvel you did it with with uh, with uh, Doctor Strange and. Mm-hmm. You know, and other properties, obviously. If you consider... At the same time, though, can I think about this? Because we talked about it just a couple of minutes ago. Like, they did it with Doctor Strange. 
and with Scarlet Witch and Loki. Uh, yeah, Loki and but I'm I'm not talking about just in that movie. Uh, multiverse right. and they, to be fair there was some Professor X and some Fantastic Four in there uh, right. but short think about how they treated those characters and now you have DC bringing you Batman the Flash, Batman, the most iconic Batman maybe there is outside of Adam West and Michael Keaton um, they're introducing Supergirl they're bringing you General Zod as a villain one of the more beloved DC villains from the movies like, we talked about playing with your A characters and your A team. This is what you're talking about. Like, Marvel, you know, bringing back some of the A team with Krasinski and, and Patrick Zubrick and killing them in two seconds. It doesn't seem like that these characters are going to get that kind of treatment in this film. It feels like they're being taken very and, seriously. And, and, and like, they're top guys. I feel like I understand more about DC's multiverse. And I haven't even seen the movie. And I saw Doctor Strange and I still kind of don't know what I saw. Like, and there's plenty of people that were like, what was that? You know, why was Professor X there? The Illuminati? Like, what is this? You know? And, I, you know, I think that, that that was part of it, too. Like, it was a, kind of a confusing story. They didn't feature them. Like, they kind of just hinted that Professor X was going to be in the movie, which I get it. They You don't want to just reveal everything. You don't want to just reveal that Reed Richards in it. But, like, um, but, I mean, it, it'll help the Flash's box office. You know, and that's always the thing that we talk about whenever we talk about do you, what do you reveal in a trailer and what do you not. It, I mean, if it's going to help the box office dramatically, then yeah, you tell people Michael Keaton's in it. Tell people Ben yeah. Affleck is in it. Like, you know, don't don't hide that stuff <laughs> because it's going to get people to go see the movie. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, the while yes, the multiverse thing has been done. Um, if they do it better. You know, I mean, uh, obviously you have the the everything always, uh, everything everywhere, always at once movie did it and knocked that out of the park and got Oscar nominations um, for their multiverse. But that was on a smaller scale, not a superhero movie. But um, but no, I, you know, I think that uh, this is this was a very good trailer. Um, curious to see like how do they handle this movie if it's good. What did you guys? I don't know if you guys saw the the some of the the Grace Randolph stuff and and you know stuff about there potentially being a Batman, another Batman in this movie that'll wind up being the Batman long term. James Gunn came out and debunked that, said that they're going to be recasting, uh, and having a new actor is what he said. There will be a new actor playing Batman in his DCU, uh, DC Studios. Uh, universe, but Grace Randolph. I mean, she, you know, she said it pretty bluntly. It wasn't you know? I don't know if she's retracted it since. I haven't followed it, followed up on that. But what do you guys make of? There was speculation maybe it was Christian Bale. You know, was it Affleck? You know, like who could? What could there potentially be a current Batman that is playing, or or a former Batman that is going to be playing the Batman in the Damian Wayne movie? Something we never talked about. Mm. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I would take Gunn at his word. I mean, if that's what he says he's yeah. doing. Um, so, I mean, if he says that's not the case, then I'll, I'll take that as that's not the case. Right. Um, and, and and this is one man. It's not some, you know, media department or some or some random director. This is the guy that's running the show. And, and this is Gunn. We kind of we kind of have a feel for Gunn. And he's not someone that's just going to BS, you know. Like he, if he either doesn't know something or just doesn't want to tell us yet, he'll say so. 
At least that's been his behavior. Yeah, as yeah. Far as it feels like I he just ignores. See. He just ignores mm-hmm. things that like he doesn't want to talk about, or he'll just right. say things that aren't true. He would debunk. Yeah, aren't true. but he'll just debunk. So I mean, him debunking this, I think, is it's basically debunk. Um, and um, but yeah, I mean, um, it's interesting. I was I was also wondering if we'd see the Bale Batman in this. At first, I thought the bat the one that was on the Bat Cycle was, but people were saying that's that's Batfleck. So I'm like, oh okay. Um, I was wondering if we're gonna see the the Bale Batman in this or other any other Batman. I, I don't know, but but uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if he debunked it, he debunked it, then I, I kind of take them at their word that that that's debunked. Now, I saw some people saying that they thought that maybe she was referring to George Clooney as as, as coming back as Batman. Yeah, Clooney was yeah that was, there was another name that was thrown out there. That was really being floated around, and I mean, I just that that would be crazy to me if he went with George. Which, which how, how old? Is which George one at this point? Which one would 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 generate the most buzz? Like um, where, where you're like, oh yeah, you got to do that. Like the most uh, Robert Pattinson. Uh. Bale, yeah, I Bale. Yeah, Clooney's a bigger name, but still Bale. Right. I don't know many people. Relevant. I don't know how people. How many people associate Clooney with Batman at this point? Yeah. Now he came back as Batman. That would still be crazy, but it's just I don't know. That just I mean, <laughs> I, 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 think I, I think there. I think there are people that have come have come around to like my side of the fence where people look at those. Uh, those shoemaker movies and say, "Hey, like it's like ridiculous, but it's really funny, <laughs> and therefore, like there's some some good you could take from it." So I think maybe people wouldn't be as outraged, but that would be kind of wild to say, "Okay, we're gonna bring George Clooney back." The one thing about Bale too is, at least with Bale, you have the Tali Agul like connection. At least it was already set up. Yeah. Yeah, you actually did something with that. Now, even if you're saying, okay, this is a different universe, we're not like taking from the, the that universe per se. You can still, um, you, there, we know it. that there's already a connection there, and we we see why that would make sense that he could have a son in Damien in this new, you know, iteration of that Batman. But um, yeah, if he's saying he's gonna be a new actor, then I believe him. I don't think that there's gonna be someone that's old. Uh, it doesn't mean that somebody won't show up that's also old. I just don't think that they'll be the Batman. Maybe there was a situation where that person could have been the Batman move before in the previous iteration of DC, where maybe whatever um, was being planned by what's it called, uh, uh, Amada. Amada. Maybe he had some plans. He said, "Well, yeah, we're gonna bring this guy back, and they're gonna be Batman moving forward." We didn't know about that. Maybe that wasn't originally a plan. But I, I, if Gunn is saying that's not his plan, I don't believe that's his plan. Uh, to Shamar's point about. Ezra, which is I think an alpha in the room, because it's, I mean I thought this trailer was a banger. I mean I, I really uh, I don't have really <laughs> no notes for me in regards to like oh things I would have wanted to see or things I'm concerned about. I'm like no this one looks great. I mean effects look great. Um, introduction to Supergirl looks great. Looks right out of you know a Flashpoint comic book or a Flashpoint animated movie. Um, I actually kind of like that twist of making Supergirl be the person that's that was you know kept in captivity as opposed to. Clark, uh, in this instance, or Kal-El in this instance, like, it's, like, they, this looks like a very smart movie, even just a little bit I've seen, I'm like, they're doing some things here that I really like, and I, with that being said, Ezra's kind of the elf in the room, because, you know, he, they have their issues, they have been criminally charged, and I think they've pled guilty to less charges, and, you know, there's been no 
word about them being, you know, pushed out of DC. We don't know what's going on with Ezra Miller moving forward. This movie sounds like it's a complete, absolute banger. So what happens if this movie is great? Do they keep him around? I tend to think that they're going to do this movie in a way that actually establishes a new Flash. That's my, like, that's my kind of, like, hint, or that's my kind of, like, guess, is somehow, like, the Flash that we see in this movie, two, them there being two Ezra's, there may even be three Ezra's, because it looks like the villain is going to be probably a dark version of Ezra Miller's Flash, that I think this movie may establish, because we know it resets the universe, and we know there are scenes that have already been cut out of this movie, potentially, that were in it, that maybe included Cavill, included Gal Gadot, like, there's very well could have been reshoots that also were done that will also establish a new Flash. That's that's my guess. Um, or at the very least, it will kind of end this version of Barry Allen moving forward as the Flash. I think that this will be, end up being his swan song. But I don't know. It is, it is, uh, it is important to note because, there's, again, there's been no, um, there's been no, like, kind of, like, recollection of that. Or no, not recollection. There's been no, like, Re- resolution that's what i was looking for there's no resolution towards that and there needs to be because uh what happened with it, with them and 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 their antics can't just go just unnoticed or can't just say all right we're just gonna just forget about it and move on like something has to happen yeah yeah something i mean i mean i'm basically completely in agreement i mean something i i think this movie is going to be um is going to be the transition into um, a new Flash and, and just a new uh, everything, basically. I mean, Gunn described this as the reset for the universe, so I think it, I'm, to my understanding of how he was saying what was happening, it seems like this movie may have already kind of been set up as a movie that could easily be used to reset an entire cinematic universe, so we happen to kind of look out in, in that sense. And um, and I think he's just going to use it as such. So I think that's going to be his way of of just kind of remedying this whole Ezra Miller and whole, this whole situation is just have the movie come out and then just reset everything. Um, but um, yeah, you know, that, I mean, that's basically what I think is going to happen. I'm excited, man. That's one thing I can say. I'm excited about this this movie. Um, like I said, it feels like the momentum's shifting. Marvel's kind of floundering. DC looks like they got a good one coming next June or July when that movie comes out. Whenever that movie comes out, uh, I, I marked the calendar down after I saw that trailer. I was like, okay, this is obviously I didn't because I don't remember the date on top of my head, but mentally I was like, okay, this is this is gonna be a movie that is gonna maybe really do something. Um, and I think there's a chance. I'll say it right now. I'll make an early prediction. It might be the best biggest box office bang for DC maybe ever. I think this that. movie? This movie. Wow. I think it might do the best first weekend. I think it might do the best. And if it truly is as good as it looks, I think there's a very good chance it does best overall in this run in the theatrical. Because look where Marvel look, cause look where Marvel is right now. And it just feels like people are either clamoring for less superhero movies or an alternative. They they want it bad. Great one, yeah. <laughs> and I think DC may give it to them. I, I'm telling you, I I really have good feelings about what I'm seeing. 
The Flash, June 16th, that movie comes out. Mark calendars, man. I think I think that this could be a big momentum shift. But let's get back to Marvel real quick. Um, let's first talk about the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer, which also came out during uh, Super Bowl Sunday. I think it's gone a little bit under the radar because everybody was talking about The Flash. And it's, of course, the second trailer for Guardians. Uh, this trailer centered on themes of love lost between Star-Lord and Gamora, the new Gamora that they're now dealing with because the old Gamora passed away and or was killed. <laughs> the new Gamora that they, they, they got, they kind of picked off of uh, Thanos' 2017-2018 All-Star team uh, of, of people trying to, to, to still get all those Infinity Stones. Uh, Rocket uh, and his journey to reunite with not just loved ones, but also kind of reliving his tortured past that we're going to learn about in this film. And kind of the impending threat that's being posed by the High Revolutionary and uh, a newly um, introduced Adam Warlock. So, plenty in this trailer as well. Kendall, what stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, uh, great day for uh, James Gunn on Super Bowl Sunday with both The Flash and now uh, also this Guardians trailer we're talking about. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think Guardians, uh, you know, I've told, I've told you guys before, I thought guardians three might surprise some people in the sense that it's flown under the radar uh you know i think a lot of people are just expecting it to be just it's you know an average swan song kind of movie we know gun is going to dc we know uh batista's already said he's 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 telling everybody he can he doesn't he wants nothing to do with marvel anymore uh and we expect a lot of these a lot of the main cast to kind of move on we'll see what happens with you know the rockets and groups of the world uh, but, um, but, but with that, I think also becomes the excitement of, uh, introducing potentially some new, uh, threads, some new story threads in the, in the, uh, cosmic MCU. Uh, we know Adam Warlock will be debuting, Will Poulter playing him, of course. Uh, we get a little bit of a look at, at, uh, a longer look at him in this trailer. Um, so I'm excited to see his character evolve. Uh, you mentioned the High Evolutionary uh, as a villain. We'll see uh, uh, how uh, uh, how that that that's how that goes. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I just the 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 individual movie itself. I'm not as excited about. Uh, it could wind up being very good, you know. But I, I am curious to see just with this movie in general what is the long term ramifications of it. Uh, are we introduced to characters? I don't know who. I don't. You know, it's not necessarily speculation time, but just for example, a Nova, a Silver Surfer, a Galactus, uh, anything in that ballpark um, could be very interesting. And you know, because uh, I don't think the Guardians of the Galaxy brand it's a it's a brand that doesn't have to include Star Star Lord and Drax and like I, I think Rocket and Groot would be very important to have on the team, but like you can, you can replace Star Lord, you can replace Drax. It's crazy to sound. I'm not like a Guardian stand. I didn't play the game or whatever. So maybe some people are looking sound saying, saying I sound crazy. But there's other other iterations of the Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and Marvel is sort of, uh, you know, they've certainly tried to push this main group, and I get it because it was, that's the that's the ones that we see in the in the movies, but. Um, there are other mem- people that have been members of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and there's plenty of uh, characters that I think we will see 
when they uh, move on to their next iteration, which I think will get introduced and teased in this movie. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in some ways, Sam, this was like, uh, you know, I think they definitely seem to want to do these characters justice and this dynamic justice, whether it be the dynamic of, you know, Star-Lord and Gamora or even expanding on just Star-Lord and just his relationship with the entire, uh, you know, the Gamora family, extending to even um, uh, his, his interactions with, what's the name? I can't remember her name now. Uh, her sister. Um, Nebula. Nebula, there you go. Um, like, I, I, and then also kind of explaining Groot's situation. It seems like there's going to be a lot of uh, ex, uh, putting, um, uh, what's it called, uh, Drax in, 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 a, in, like, you know, very dramatic situations as well. Like, I, it seems to me, Shan, this is going to be a story that really does give these characters justice. Um, the scale seems rather large, and I think that it does feel like a film that will kind of, leave this team where they are and then kind of move towards a totally different team. I got that vibe in this trail. Did you get that vibe? Um, yeah, I mean, I, it, this trailer seems to, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like this trailer seems to like, it kind of it kind of gave me gave me kind of the sense that they were trying to kind of bring the field back to Guardians one almost, um, and with like kind of resetting the Star Lord Gamora relationship and um and um, kind of going back to Rocket's roots and things like that, and I don't know it, it honestly it it just looks like a fun movie. Which, um, to, being, to be completely honest, I don't know if Marvel really needs that kind of movie right now. I think they need a very, just a great, great, great movie. Like, all around, not a comedy. But this looks like a fun movie. You know, I'm just gonna, like, that's what it looks like. It looks like a fun movie, a fun, funny movie that I will more than likely enjoy. Um, and that I'm looking forward to seeing. It doesn't look like a bad movie. But, um... But yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like maybe they're trying to get back to Guardians One, kind of that kind of flavor, and um, and I'm here for it. I, th- I think it should be good. Yeah, I mean, I think the action looks good in this one. This feels like um, mm-hmm. a much more action-packed movie than maybe Volume Two was. I feel like Volume Two was probably, yeah. I think, leaned more on jokes and more on kind of like the uh, kind of dialogue, kind of driving a lot of the story. This one looks more like a shoot 'em up banger. Which uh, I think that's what Guardians should be. I think and really at their like core, I think that they like a lot of these should be space adventures that uh, kind of leave you on the edge of your seat. So I really liked myself from the action. The effects look really good, and um, and I know this is Gunn's last movie with Marvel, but I, I think that he cares deeply not just about these characters, but like this cast and this crew. Like he's talked a lot about how much these characters mean to them, and I, I think that he's gonna do really well with this. I, I really liked what I saw. High Evolutionary looked good. Uh, it's funny they they really teased a lot of Adam Warlock. I mean, well, not a lot, but he was the main teaser, you know, in that post credit scene in Volume Two, which had a lot of people excited. Still, it's not like we've seen a lot of him yet. Uh, we saw a little bit of him in this. It makes me wonder if maybe his role in this won't be as large as maybe we expect. But you know, we'll have to see how it goes. But I thought this was a really good trailer. I think that um. A lot of people may not have realized this trailer came out because of the Flash movie, but if they go see it, they'll actually be like, oh, this was actually 
another really good trailer this weekend. So uh, I am excited for this movie. This was a movie that I talked about that I really was not all that excited about because I think I had just kind of been Guardians out at this point because these characters appear a lot. They were in Endgame. They were in the Holiday Special. They were in Thor. Like these, like these characters show up more than any of the other Marvel characters. So, I think and again, me, every every other version that we see of them in extended media is based off of these guys, also. So it's right. like, yeah, you play the video game, and it's like I feel like Dave Bautista's talking to me. You play, <laughs> you know, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and you feel like you know Chris Pratt's in the game. Like that's that, you know, that's how it is. You know, you watch the, the cartoon that they had, and it's just. The, the TV show is just a movie's animated. Yeah. I mean, this take, well, this take on those characters is the, the iconic take of these characters. So I think that's yes. going to be kind of the way it is for, you know, probably for the end of time. Or unless in 30 years from now, they make another Guardians Galaxy movie where they, they do a twist on this and then maybe it's better. But, um, but yeah, so, so I, I think that's why I was Guardians out. But like watching this, I was like, you know what? I'm like kind of excited about this. It's kind of how I felt about the holiday special. Like I was kind of Guardians out until I watched the holiday special. And I was like, this was really good. It was really funny. I really I, enjoyed it, and I think this will probably be the I'm case just, with this film as well. I'm just, I'm just a little. And I, this might be controversial to say this, but I'm just worried if this is going to be Marvel's like version of like Dark Phoenix. Oh, no, I don't no, see that. No, that's I, a dark I, thing. I, to I, say. I, can't, very, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that. That's a very low bar. It's not going to be that bad. You know, and I—I I mean, I didn't hate that movie as much as maybe the. I was gonna say I didn't hate Dark Phoenix. Yeah, Dark Phoenix was, gar- was garbage. Let me well, let me speak for probably the rest of the audience listening to this show. That's yeah. like, what the hell is Shamar and Kendall talking about? But I, Dark Phoenix, know, man, go see Dark Phoenix, man. That's Dark Phoenix gets a bad was, rap. Dark Phoenix Dark was Phoenix trash. Gets a bad rap. I, I Morpheus gets a bad rap. Those joints aren't that bad. I, I haven't seen Morpheus. But Dark Phoenix, you guys Morbius. see Morpheus, Kendall. Dark Phoenix and Morpheus are trash. But I put that out there. I used the comparison of Dark Phoenix because Dark Phoenix was a movie that was a lame duck. It was like, man, we know they're not, we, they already sold the rights to Marvel. They're never making any of these characters ever again. We know a lot of these actors don't even want to play these characters ever again. And, you know, what's the point of seeing it other than connections to the characters? Like, you just, you're, you as a fan, you just really want to see, you know, Charles Xavier again. You really want to see uh, Magneto again. With uh, with this movie, it's in the MCU, so again, you know it's going to connect to other stuff, and it's not the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Over. And it's not the Over. last time we're going to see some of these characters. I mean, they've already said that some of them will move on; it just won't. And it's for sure, some of them will be in the Guardians still. Some of them will move on to other things. Right? They may ride off to the sunset, and they may we may see them eight years from now. You know, and they may not kill them all off, but like, but that's going to be that's that's still the thing where it's like. What's the future of this of this franchise? You know, with these characters, we know the director is going to be gone. Like, is this just a one last ride kind of thing that won't mean anything? You know, and will there? Because like none of the stuff seems not that it doesn't seem serious. Because the Guardians is going to be a little more lighthearted, but like it just seems so off the beaten path. Whereas like the last couple, you know, have been. A lot more important it felt like i guess the only reason you know? why i disagree with that is because i just felt like this trailer and the story they're putting together feels very important like i don't i didn't look at this trailer and felt like this is just like fart joke nonsense that's not the that's that's it, not the tone of this trailer at all it, it, like not necessarily important to the characters but important to the larger mcu like 
I, this know, was like a very high skill. I mean, I'm gonna I'm push back on that. This was like a very high skill movie that is going to have galactic <laughs> galactic ramifications. Like I didn't I didn't get that take. I'll be honest. And I and oh, I, no, I'm no. someone who I'm someone who was tended to again, like I said, not really been all that thrilled and excited about Guardians. But like I didn't watch this stuff and thought, oh, this is probably have nothing to do with anything else that's going to happen in the Marvel universe. Like oh, Adam Warlock's in this movie. I mean, I'm kind of leaning more towards Ken, though. That's, I'm just saying the vibe I got from this movie was not this is de- this is going to change the Marvel Universe. It definitely seemed like there was a, there were a lot of, like, like, there's a planet with, like, bodies just popping and stuff. And I'm like, this seems like stuff that's just, like, it looks, again, it looks fun. I'm not saying it looks bad or any of it looks bad. And like I said, Adam Warlock's in the movie. That's going to be really cool. But it, I, it to me, it doesn't look like something. I mean, I, and we'll get, look, we haven't seen the movie. I could be totally wrong. But I just, right. just based on what they showed, it, it didn't seem, it didn't seem like something. Because that's we, be very the only reason I say that is like Marvel's going away from because the last thing was the last, you know, phase or two was very cosmic centric, and I feel like they're going more into the the time stuff and the multiverse and you know, right. Like, where does Guardians fit into that? And I, we may get that answer in this movie. We may get it in Ant-Man. We may get it, you know, in Avengers Secret Wars, whatever. I'm sure they will have an impact. But I, I just wonder, is it very possible we come out of this movie and, like, we ne- we may know who the next team of Guardians are. Or we may have a hint at what direction they're going with their universe. But will it have any effect on the next Avengers movie? I don't know. And if it doesn't, that's why I say that's why I use the dark community. Are there are there people that can skip this movie and watch the next Avengers movie and be fine? I feel like that's possible. You couldn't have done that with maybe the first one, you know, or you know, maybe even the last one going into Endgame or whatever, going into Infinity War. But you know, now it's like, eh, you know, we're past Thanos. You know, he's off the board. Uh. That's the only that's the only reason I I, 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 I go in that direction. Cause so I'm sure it will be because it's Marvel and you know the Guardians are a big franchise. So I would imagine I would imagine they give them reasons to stay important. But um, you know it'll it's weird. But I also don't want to have too much confidence in Marvel just based off of this Ant Man debacle potential debacle. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, we will. We will see how that plays out. I do want to uh, end the show here talking about kind of the future of Marvel because it is premiere week for Marvel with Ant Man, uh, Quantum Man, Ant Man the Watch Quantum Man, which means that uh, this is Marvel's chance to kind of speak on other things and updates. And I feel it's like you know Kevin Feige's been a little tight lipped at a lot of these premieres of late, but he, it seemed this seemed different. It seems like the interviews he's been doing, he's been talking a lot more, giving out a lot more information. And uh, here's some of the updates he gave us. So uh, Feige this week confirmed that Spider-Man 4, the story is, quote, locked down or and locked up. Like, they have the story pretty much put together. They know where they're going in direction and everything. It's now just about putting pen to paper. He also confirmed that, you know, Tom Holland will be returning, which shouldn't be surprised to most. But I know Tom Holland did mention that he was going to be on a long vacation and doing all the stuff you say when you're ready to get a new contract signed. <laughs> you want to put a little pressure on the people uh, uh, about to give you the back of the bank truck to bring you back. Um, so Holland's back. Story for Spider-Man Four apparently all ready to go. They're just gonna put a pen to paper and get started with that. Also, Deadpool Three confirmed to be Marvel Studios' first rated R film, which is 
good. I think good news. I think a lot of people would take that as good news. There had been the last recent leaks or scoop stuff you started hearing about this movie was that this movie may be PG thirteen. So the fact that that is not the case and that Kevin Feige, the man himself, confirmed this is rated R. Awesome there. So that's exciting. Um, and then he talked about the Fox properties outside of Deadpool. So he talks about how um, one that he he. The Marvel has a plan. They, in fact, know how they're going to incorporate mutants into the MCU, though he's not ready to talk about that yet. And he, he mentioned how important the Fantastic Four will be for Marvel uh, and their movie franchises. He talked about how the, the Fantastic Four are essentially the backbone for Marvel Comics for 40 years, 50 years, which he's right about. And he says that, that the Fantastic Four and this reboot that's coming out with Matt Shackman uh, directing this movie will be a, quote, big pillar of the MCU moving forward. So plenty of stuff uh, you can touch on, Sham. Any of those updates intrigue you in terms of the stuff you heard from Faye this week? Um, well, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, of course, Holland being back. I mean, it's, to me, it sounds like there need, there, there's a, there's a, which, I mean, of course, for any organization, you want to have positive, a positive reception from your your customers and the public in general but it it seems like he's trying to generate positive buzz which i understand um uh, but marvel re- they really need that they really need that um right now uh tom holland being back is i mean we're talking about tom holland being back and it's like i mean when are we gonna see him you know it's like why are we talking about tom holland coming back you know it's like what about i think him? we're gonna see what i think about- we'll see him sooner than we sooner than we think i think you know, uh, we're in 2023. I mean, I expect Spider-Man movie no later than 2025. Yeah. All right. Sure. I mean, I mean, that's a few years. I mean, I mean, we'll see him, but you know, um, and it is good considering, yeah, he was kind of sounding very retiree in, in, in yeah. what he was saying, but, um, even so I'm just, I can't, I can't kind of just escape the thing of like, you know, I, I kind of miss when we would talk about, oh, what's the next Marvel movie coming out? I can't wait to see that. That was just the default. Was I can't wait to see that. And the other default sometimes was it was even better than I expected it to be. And now that's no longer the case. So it's just, you know, kind of just a sad thing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the Fantastic Four being a pillar uh, moving forward is, is or, or hopefully, is is a good thing. Um, and it's good that they're, you know, still talking about it and, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, and, and, and Deadpool being rated R is, is very important as well. Um, you know, even though I'm sure there, are, I guess there are there are parents groups that may not be happy about that because they weren't happy about Deadpool being on Disney Plus in general. Um, but you know, it is what it is. They, they got to kind of just deal with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they can't. They, I mean, you can't tell a studio what else. <laughs> what movie theater? Like, I mean, like that's on the movie theaters at that point. Like, what? Like, how are you gonna blame? Yeah, Kevin I mean, Feige for this at this point. Like, that's not you can't. You, yeah, that's not his fault. You can't say you're so not allowed to make you're not allowed to make radar movies. Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, this is crazy. Um, so yeah, so I mean, they got they got good stuff going on, but in the future, um, it's exciting. But I mean, they gotta make good content now. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kendall, I just, in some ways, I feel like you know, this, I know you said it before, but it just feels like these four entities are the cavalry that Marvel's going to need. It just feels like Spider-Man 4, which, you know, may include Daredevil, may include Kingpin, um, that, that they're going to need that. Uh, it feels like 
Fantastic Four is something brand new. Talking about all A-list characters, possibly big actors attached to these roles. Like it feels like they need they need this new energy. They need this new life. Um, you know, in some ways they're hanging on a thread. I think with some of these characters, they're continuing to kind of recycle in these movies that they're putting out right now. That just as Shamari likes to keep saying, aren't hitting. It feels like you know, Faye talking about these these four properties in particular are important because to me, like they that's the future of the MCU. It's going to be what's happening with the X-Men. It's going to be what's happening with Fantastic Four. Spider-Man, we know, is is the most important Marvel character. And Deadpool, because of uh, the popularity that he's seen over the last 15 years, is now right up there with those A-list characters at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we say it all the time, man. We say it every week. We talk about Marvel that... The Fantastic Four, it can't be it it can't be said enough how big of a deal this Fantastic Four debut is for Marvel. Um this is these are characters that transcend like Marvel Studios. And there aren't many characters yes. that do. Uh obviously like the main ones they've done, the Iron Man's, the, the Captain America's, uh Thor to a degree Hulk, obviously. Uh, and then, like, you know, Spider Man. Uh, outside of that, like, and the X Men. Yeah, and then now obviously the X Men, and now Deadpool, based off yeah. of the last movie. Yeah. But like, but like the Fantastic Four is a brand that is a list. Uh, outside of that, we've already had two different versions of it, and. With major actors involved in both both times, and now we're getting the Marvel Studios version of, of Fantastic Four. Uh, it's going to be a huge deal when it gets released. And again, that is what Marvel is missing right now. That movie that comes out and is is can't miss. And I don't mean can't miss necessarily from a quality perspective. I mean from a hype perspective. They had uh, Spider Man No Way Home. That movie was can't miss going into it. It lived up to the hype. Doctor Strange was can't miss. I don't think it lived up to the hype of not necessarily from a quality perspective. You can you can make that debate, but just from a like, did everybody and its and its mother and their mother need to see Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness? Not necessarily. You know, it didn't necessarily hit the bar in that regard. Um, but I think Fantastic Four will be that kind of movie. Uh, you know, Feige says they know when they're gonna when we're gonna see the mutants. They know how we're gonna see the mutants. I mean, you know, it's I, I it's frustrating as a fan. I mean, fan. that I'm that is, I mean, I mean that that does that does excite me a little bit. I can't lie. Like, like there it was a feeling. Yeah. There was a feeling that like they had no they they were still trying to figure this out. They had no clue what the hell they were doing. So the fact that they say yeah. okay, we know exactly how this is gonna happen. That. That does excite me. I can't say that it doesn't. That's not so, nothing. We're not. We're not. You. you nobody's gonna like what I'm gonna say. Okay. But I think. I think it's the truth. I get the. But boo, I, I, I get. I, I get my booze ready in my soundboard. If you say something crazy, so. I, I think these uh, some of these questions we're asking the Fantastic Four thing is one thing. That movie's not coming out. That movie's coming out fairly, you know, soon. You know, and you know, early 2025. Like, but like. X-Men stuff, mutant stuff, like, 
they're not answering any of that until we see Secret Wars. And I don't think that we're going to know anything about it until that. Like, I think they're trying to build up to another Thanos snap kind of moment that, like, we just experience it in the theater. You know, we don't experience it in on Reddit, you know, or on a, that's, on, a on Twitter. That, you know, that's, a, like, that's just such a huge mistake on Marvel's part. And that's what I'm saying. No one's going to like such that. such a huge that, mistake. They shouldn't, they shouldn't movie, have even, why is Feige even talking about it? Right. It's like make good movies. Make these movies good. I don't want to hear about it. You know, like I, I miss when they would just make good movies and then down the but, line. But Sam, at the same old. time though, you say maybe you'll get Spider Man and then Spider Man just shows up in in like the next movie. And right, it's like same, now it's like they're talking about mutants and we're not gonna get mutants for like four years. But you say that, Sham, but at the same time you also like will be the same person to be like Hey, like you know, you're hearing about all these other stories that they're doing, all these other yeah, movies. Like give us something. And you'll be yeah, the first yeah, person yeah. to say, "Well, what about the mutants? <laughs> Where are yeah, the mutants?" Like, I mean, like, here I he's trying to tell you, "Hey, look, like we have a plan. Like, it, yeah. like we're excited, and like we we know where we're gonna go with them." The fact that he's even willing to talk about it is is like, yeah. I don't know. I think that that like, you gotta give him some credit Fighty. there. Like, yeah, can't you, can't be, you can't be like, "Oh, don't like you know." They tell you about other stuff. You no, know, I want, I don't, you know, I want to hear about the mutants. Then he tells about the mutants. He says, "Well, this is too long from now." Just Right, the other right, movies right. good. Like and that's you, why I have, say, you guys can't have it both ways. That's why I preface what I said by saying look, we're not gonna like. Okay. And my, yeah. and my and look and, and if look if they make good movies, if their movies are good, that's all is everything. If Marvel releases banger movies, no one's saying anything. And, and when I talk about the mutants, I'll talk about it with excitement because they're like, wow, this yeah. Ant Man is great, and Black Panther's fantastic, and this other one is fantastic. And it's just, and then it's then it's all good vibes, like how we were talking about Thanos, and Thanos didn't come for like several years, even though he was teasing Guardians. Yeah, and it's like okay, we know that's coming, you know, eventually we won't see him in action for quite a while. I, but, yeah, I don't know. know if I agree with Kendall's premise that we won't know anything about mutants until Secret Wars. I don't, I, mean, look, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that premise. Obviously, we. Know I'm not that saying that it's impossible. I just we know something now. Like we we got the Miss Marvel. Right, and I mean like I mean like anything. there'll be nothing on camera that will. First of all, that first of all, we have had things on camera to reference mutants already. Like we. That's had, what I'm saying. Yeah, we've we got had, it already. We had, we had Namor. Uh, Namor. We had uh, uh, Kamala. So we've had those moments. But like, right. and then of course we had a literal mutant. Well, I guess the other two mutants too now, but but you I know, mean, Professor like, X was in the movie. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, like X Men, like MCU, yeah. like like Professor like Secret X. Wars. I expect Wolverine. <laughs> we already know Wolverine's gonna be in Wolverine. Death. Yeah, 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 it's almost, yeah. I mean, I think I think the reason I why I disagree. I mean, like the next Wolverine, the next Professor X, like all that stuff. Cyclops. I don't think, Cyclops. I don't think they're touching any of that. <laughs> that's my that's my that's my theory. But I'll let you continue. Yeah, I mean, it, it maybe you couch it that way. Maybe, maybe so. I just think that I think that we're, we are. You know, they talked about it before. Uh, one of the producers mentioned, you know, we're in a pedal to the metal. I think it was Loveness who said that. You know, he's a writer that we're in a pedal to the metal state. Like, I, I don't think that it's going to be as slow walked as you guys think. I think that will we have obviously, you know, again, like the first. You know, we might see apocalypse and, and a flashback in one of these movies. Like, no, I'm not saying that, but I think that there will. I think there will be more allusions to mutants and mutations and potential X Men showing up in movies before Secret Wars. I, I don't. That would 
we get a Deadpool movie. Like, I, like, what are you going to do in Deadpool then? Like, how are you going to have a Deadpool movie and have no, no X-Men, uh, you know, connections at all? Wolverine's in it. Like, th- there's going to be something. I'm not saying, maybe it's not what, what, maybe, it may not be exactly what you want in terms of, oh, well, who's going to be the future of the, who's going to be Scott Summers moving forward? But, like, right. I, I I think that it will mean a lot when that happens, though. I think those moments, those moments, those moments, I don't think are going to be nothing. Like, I think those moments are going to be something. It's not like a, like a Ralph Boner or but like that's what a, I think we're gonna get, man. like like a Reed Richards or or, or you know none of that. Just they need like, to just stop with that. Just release a character. Release we're gonna a get tenant the X Men X Man. We're person. gonna get the old X Men. Like I'm not, I'm not concerned about you know. Well, like you said, it's in the X Men universe. Deadpool. Like yes, we'll get concepts that we've seen or that maybe even we haven't seen that'll be introduced, but. Like, I don't think it's be it's nothing that they have any long term plans for, and all that stuff. I it's just my I guess. Think, and I don't believe in it's getting to a point where it's like it's taking so long that I don't think that whatever they do is not going to live up to this hype that they're building up for so many years. So my other theory over this, my other theory, we talked about why are they taking so long. It goes back to him. I mentioned earlier in the show. I really think that there might be some contractual stuff. Because I just right, don't yeah, think it I makes mean, any, yeah. and we've said it, we've said it on the show many times. Yeah. But I don't think it makes any sense to have bought the X Men, to have bought the Fantastic Four, to have bought Doctor Doom, right. yeah. and said I'm not touching any of them for eight years. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it was like what? Why would you yeah. tell us that you have these characters and not use them? Very strange. Yeah. And then say, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna use them, but we're gonna use the old Professor X, and we're gonna use the old Wolverine, and, and we'll the. And the, like, like, what's going on? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. So yeah, I mean, the only reason that the only way it would make sense that they would decide to do it that way is if they just were hell bent on doing Secret Wars, which is a that is a concept. I mean, it sounds like they, is, it sounds like they really want to do Secret Wars. It so. sounds like that's what they want to do. Like that's a yeah. concept that you can sell me on and say from a studio perspective. Like, look, I know you guys want to see the X Men. I know you guys want to see Fantastic Four in its new iteration. But what if I told you we could do a movie with Robert Downey Jr. and Hugh Jackman and uh, Patrick Toby Stewart, Tobey Maguire, Tobey Maguire, and Ben Affleck and Andrew Garfield and all these different people, you know, and Tom Cruise and Tony Stark, all this crazy stuff. Like, I mean, yes, that might that movie might make a billion dollars, or two billion dollars, and maybe that is enough for Disney to say, you know what, we can hold off on the, we'll get the X Men eventually. But let's let's set up Secret Wars first, do it right, and then we move to that stuff. And that's the other more reasonable possibility. But man, like, where is Doctor Doom at at this point? Like, where is where is you know one of these X Men characters? I don't know. And it's it's, and it's just sad because these movies could be so much better with these characters. It's not even like yeah. it's not even like oh, there's there's just no way to introduce them. They could they could put. They could put they could Storm in a Black Panther movie. They yeah, could they put could introduce all these characters. In a ran- any Rogue. Movie. You could do you that. You could put Rogue in, in the Marvel. If you told me Rogue was in the Marvels as the villain, the hype for that movie would be through the roof. And Feige could just decide to do that. He could, he just, could say, just be like... He could just tell this director, no, you're putting Rogue in this movie. And then they had to do it. And then and they'll... The hype, it would be through the roof. If you told know. me Gambit is going to be like an Echo. Like, right. I don't know if that makes any sense, like, but the hype would be through the roof. 
I'm watching every single episode. And it's like not some Ralph Boner joint. It's like an actual, like, no, I'm watching every episode. I'm watching all the emergency awesome Easter egg videos. I'm like, it's the hype is just unreal. If you feel like Doctor Doom was going to be in Eternals, I mean, I don't know what the Eternals are, (laughs) but I'm going to watch that movie day one. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. It just, to me, it doesn't make any sense, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what we talked about before. Yeah. yeah, we talked about it before. In some ways, it is them kind of trying to do this in some way with your hand tied behind your back when you take Chris Evans and Robert Downey off the board and then you acquire yeah. X-Men and Fantastic yeah. Four characters and don't use them. You know, it, it it is in some ways, like I said, you know, it's like you're trying to do this with one hand tied behind your back. Yeah, I guess I'm not as down on the potential of seeing this stuff play out a little more. And, and, and that, you know, we said, we say, okay, it's two or three. I mean, two, three is not, not as long as we think, you know, like I know that sounds crazy, but like, you know, secret wars is in three years. I mean, that's not, that's not egregious that, okay. After that, we definitely will get an X-Men movie. Like I even know we're getting fantastic four before then. Like I, I'm not going to trip so much on that, but I know one thing. I think Marvel has. They got to get their act together right now. Like these movies that are coming out in Phase Five uh, after yep. Ant Man. Like they can't afford to have many more fumbles. I think the one, the one thing that I think could really save them. We kind of forget is the um, you have these this Daredevil show too, and those Daredevil Netflix characters that also could be in the fray for these upcoming projects as well. You know, so you know Kevin Feige already said there won't be as many TV shows coming out, which Actually, it's probably a good thing, you know, because maybe that will allow uh, these creators more time to produce good stuff and, and the special effects people more time to put good stuff out there as opposed to the stuff they've been putting out there of late. So uh, I, I'm not going to, again, freak out so much yet, but I'm looking at the slate now. I mean, you know, you got the Marvels and Guardians of the Galaxy, of course. Then next year, uh, Captain America, Thunderbolts, and Blade, which uh, Faye also said is going to shoot this year. So. Blade seems to be back on track. There's the good news that they have some new stuff coming out that is new. It's not it's not, you know, uh the X-Men or it's not, you know, Fantastic Four, uh, who will be eventually, you know, showing up in the next phase, but like it, you know, we haven't seen Blade yet, you know. Um the Thunderbolts are, you know, same characters or characters we've seen, but a new team. Uh, this is a new Captain America on the big screen. So they, they have some things that can maybe hold us over. And in Daredevil, we don't know what's going to come from the Daredevil show, whether it be more uh, Netflix characters, will be Luke Cage. Will, there's been a lot of smoke that Jessica Jones is going to show up soon. So White Tiger. Yeah, White Tiger. There's been rumors of White Tiger is going to appear in that show, potentially. We already know all the rumors about Punisher. So th- 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 that, that, I think, actually may end up saving him, honestly, uh, saving Marvel and saving Faye is that, they they have some other characters that are showing up in the next few years that maybe will hold us over before we get to Secret Wars, if indeed that is the only time so, we finally now, get to know where the mutants are going. The only thing I'll say, EJ, on the on the point about the timeline is that while you're right, two two to three years is not a long time, but this deal with Marvel and Fox was done in March 2019, of 2019. 2019. Yeah, it happened a while ago. And we're not getting Fantastic Four until February of 2025. <laughs> like, the Spider-Man, the Sony Marvel deal was done in February of 2015. That's what I'm saying. 
Captain America Civil War. We saw Spider-Man the next year in 2016, <laughs> no. May. And, and, and so when that deal... Out- when that deal came out in 2019, I'm not saying I thought I was going to see Professor X in year one, but right. I thought by year three, we're in year four, and we don't even know if he's coming. That's what I'm saying. We don't know who, we have no no information, no casting. We don't know who's, we don't know who's playing any of these people. No rumors, nothing. It's like. Yeah, I, I think, I think if, if there is an issue with the contractual obligations, which Kendall noted and has been rumored, I think Feige should have said something. I think, I think he Marvel, did. I think that's a mistake. Marvel should have came out and said, "Hey, you know, I know." And that's the weird thing, though, is that they, it, to be fair, to to be fair, through not you know them where like their official statement, but there's been plenty of like source reporting saying, reporting, yeah. "Hey, you ain't getting X Men for a long time." We, we kind of just didn't believe it because it just sounded crazy. Right. It's like, why the hell would you have the X Men on your <laughs> roster and you decided I'm going to wait seven years to put them out? But <laughs> it's crazy. like, but like that word did come out that hey, man, you ain't gonna see these characters for a long time and. If it's because they had no choice, then I think that someone needs to say, hey, there's a contractual thing that's stopping this. Now, we only heard about this contractual thing in 2022. That was the first time we heard anything about this. Yeah, that, because, because it was four that, years later, people were like... Yeah, and the first guy we're seeing was was a Patrick Stewart, you know, Professor X. And we're like... Yeah, you know, we're like, something's up here. Like, this is uh, interesting. It's cool, but, I, you know... Evan this, Peters. Yeah, and then Evan Peters showed up. Yeah, and you're like, this is interesting. So, you know, so so that's the first time we heard about this thing. And but even that wasn't something coming from like, the Hollywood reporter. That was like, you know, just our normal scoop masters giving us stuff. So we don't even know how legit that is. We don't know if that's just being made up. Like this is the state of the superhero movie reporting we have. So like yeah, it, it, that is the part of this that that I think we would love to get cleared up is if there is a reason why you can't have these characters. I mean, I don't know if maybe for them it makes them say, "Okay, well, if we tell the people, then Maybe that's okay. Well, I don't got to pay attention until twenty twenty five, or maybe they say, okay, well, you know, it kind of teases, it kind of puts Marvel under a gun of saying, okay, now by twenty twenty five, like you have to have an announcement about what the X Men movie is going to be. Whereas now, like this, where we are sucks, but maybe in their eyes, in terms of how doing their job and how it's easier right. it is to do their job, maybe it's easier for them to do their job, not having us know. Okay, we know on this date in twenty twenty four. You're officially allowed to have X Men characters, so I demand that you put X Men characters but in like, your. Next, we, you're like, right. I don't know. I, and I, I, I think you're 100 percent right. But what, yeah, the only, I, I the only thing saying. I'll say to say is, we knew with Daredevil, like they can't touch Daredevil till right. you know yeah. October 20 something, 2022, 2021, and nobody asked any questions about Daredevil because we knew there's an embargo. Can't use them for five years. Can't use them for three years. Yeah. And we were patient. That's and true. we were like, yo, we know we're getting Daredevil after this date. Spider-Man's coming out, and the second yeah. they use him, they're going to use him. And nobody asked any question. Nobody complained. With this, you know, you can play these games like, oh, she's a mutant, or he's a mutant, but, you know, and, oh, we got Hugh Jackman back. I don't know. It's And also, look, I'll, I'll even kind of go a step further and say, make good movies, Marvel. Make good movies, and people won't be mad at you. And say, where's Professor X? Is d- Get this Doctor Strange BS out of here. Where's Professor X? People yep. won't get mad at you if you make a banger movie. Yep. If you make great content, no one's going to be screaming and, and banging on the window saying, where's Reed Richards? You yep. know, cause, cause because your content's great. Because at the end of the day, like we said, and Shamari kind of echoed it uh, when he was talking about utilizing these characters. It's not even about the properties as much as it is the characters. 
Like, it is. It's one thing for They're you to say, characters. like, it's one thing for you to say, ah, we're not ready to, because, like, because Spider-Man, for example, like, the Spider-Man analogy is different than saying, like, yeah, it's very easy to make, to put Spider-Man in a Civil War movie than it is to say, we're going to make a Fantastic Four movie in, in one year. You know, that's impossible. Like, right. but you can't find ways to infuse Reed Richards into the MCU. You can't find ways to infuse Doctor Doom into the MCU. But you can find, but you can find ways to troll people and do this. I don't know this weird st- in in like I don't know. It's just weird. It's Kevin, just Feige, weird. Kevin Feige is is smarter than this man. Like he, yeah yeah. He's, it's like what is this? He knows he that doing? these characters are the ones that are the tent poles. Like. And it's to the I, point where I'm like, are, are there like, is there like a bunch of yes men? Does he have, is there anyone, are there any like well, here's, people here's like, that just, I don't know, go to yeah. comic book stores and say like, hey, Feige, you should like put Storm in this movie. Like, it'd be well, really cool. Like, is anybody saying that? Well, here's what I will say. Like, I and, and I made this out to be kind of we're running along. So this would be probably the final word. But the one thing I, I read recently with Kevin, or just with Marvel, how to do business and people they look for for directing movies. And I think one thing I saw that I kind of raised my eyebrow when I read it was that essentially that they kind of don't really want like Marvel fanboys and fangirls working on their stuff. Oh like, man! Kinda, I mean, we've heard that with Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, like, say, like like they kind of like, don't open that can. Of water. We talk about that. <laughs> well, for a look, while like, on I, yeah, I mean, and that was a story that I saw printed maybe a month, a couple months ago, and I forgot who it was. Somebody was talking about. I said, like, yeah, when we look for writers or we look for directors, even like. One of the red flags we have is if they're actually too into our stuff, or they're too into. Hey, remember Jack Schaefer? Okay. Jack Schaefer being like, "Yeah, you know, I had to I had to read up on Scarlet Witch, you know." Yeah, and, and I think like, that was. Yep. I'm starting to wonder if that's now becoming a problem, because when you just hear about this terrible take on Modoc that apparently we're gonna see in a couple of days. Um, and we, you see, you hear about the Roth boner kind of stuff. Like and you see little things like, why would they do this? And it's like, well, if you got people who don't know anything about this stuff, you know, that are kind of making the decisions and Feige's really the only guy in the room who knows how important these characters are, but he's being influenced by people who don't have this deep connection with these characters, with the deep canon that's involved. And maybe it's, I think it's, I think it is becoming a detriment. Like, I, I think it is. I, I think that that's. Um, some of these things you talk about with, you know, why would you want to kill a Professor X or, you know, uh, you know Mr. Fantastic character, you know, three, four for minutes a bit. into the, you know, yeah. in their movie for a bit. It's like, well, if you don't know how important those characters are, I could totally see why you would think that killing those characters in that point in time made sense. Because I, I told you at the time, it did make sense to put Wanda over. It just didn't make sense regarding how important it was for the characters actually appear. And it's like Kevin may be the guy to say, okay, we should put these characters in because it's smart. But then it's these people saying, oh, it would be great. Actually, Wanda, who we're trying to show is one of the more powerful people in the universe, just kills him in five seconds to show how fat, how strong she is. And that that is where I wonder if they're having problems. Like, they, they, they may need to say, hey, we need to find somebody who, like, you know, we know Ryan loves this stuff, like Ryan Coogler um, and his team. So, like, we're good on that side. But some of these other people that are working at Marvel, some of these other directors they've been hiring, writers they've been writing, like, you know, that we may need to to have a real conversation about whether or not they're hiring the right people to be moving Marvel forward and do they really have an understanding of these characters. But I think that's a good place to leave it here, guys. So I want to thank you all for listening in to this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. It was a fun conversation, as it always is. Of course, you can listen to all our shows on New Generation Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. 
Also check out our YouTube page, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod. Instagram, New Generation Podcast. You can also find our Facebook page, New Generation Media. Follow us individually on social media. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. Instagram, Action EJ. TikTok, Action EJ. Shamar can be found on uh, Instagram and Snapchat, MTJSAM22. Kendall can be found on Twitter, New Gen 10. That'll do it for now. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.